Welcome back to this week's episode of First in Tech. I am one of your hosts, Assistant Sports Editor Alex Sawyer. And I'm Assistant Sports Editor Camden Spate. Well, Camden, it's been a couple weeks since we've really uh, dove into NC State men's basketball, but uh, since that loss at Duke, the Wolfpack has two wins, both at home. They beat Boston College in overtime last week, Wake Forest over the weekend. That Boston College game... uh, had a 14-point lead in the second half that they uh, let get away, but NC State did do a pretty good job of stopping the Eagles once they got back into the game, dominated the overtime to get that win. Um, a game where NC State really shot from the free throw line well, 22 for 26. That was one of the big differences. But uh, that Boston College win, you know, you get it going to overtime against that team. You don't love to see, but you come away with the win, and that's what really matters. It's something that NC State fans have seen from this team a couple of times this year. Blowing that 14-point lead in the second half, it's just something that can't happen, especially going down the stretch here in ACC play. Boston College is not really that great of a team. You know, they got the two guards that are pretty good. But other than that, it's it's a team that NC State should win handily. And, um, you know, dominating in overtime is always a good sign. But they, they get the win, and... You know, that Wake Forest game after that, 94-74, to 74, that's that's just pure domination there. Yeah, it was a really good performance from NC State. Obviously, Wolfpack fans will remember quite well the trip to Winston-Salem earlier this year. I know I'll remember that. I took the road trip for that uh, pretty embarrassing loss to the Demon Deacons. But NC State does really well to right that ship. 94-74 over Wake Forest at home. Markel Johnson has a really strong game, 25 points, 6 of 9 from beyond the arc. He also... You know, leads NC State to that revenge game over the Demon Deacons that you clearly see that the Wolfpack was the better team in that one, and they really, really played like it. And that's something you need to see, needed to see from this NC State team after that loss early in the season to Wake Forest. Yeah, not sure what it is about Winston-Salem, but that loss earlier in the season was not something you wanted to see from this NC State team. But Johnson turned it on. He had a really nice game, and revenge is always good. You look at the the box score here. Markel obviously with a big twenty five point game. You also had um, Torn Doran at thirteen. Jericho Helms had fourteen points, and Devin Daniels also with ten. So, I think it was a pretty well rounded game for the pack, and you know a good jumping off point going into this week. Yeah, the uh, Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Winston Salem is quite the house of horrors for NC State, but a good one at home over the Demon Deacons, and that puts NC State. Sitting at 20-8 and eight overall, 8-7 eight and seven in conference play. You jump over that 500 mark in the ACC play. Wolfpack currently holds the 8th seed in the ACC. Could honestly see NC State jump up to a 7, fall back to a 9. What's very important is that NC State is pretty safe from falling back to the 10 seed. That would mean playing in the first round of the ACC tournament. So NC State's going to get that ACC by. Probably going to play in that 8-9 game. Um and then looking ahead to the NCAA tournament, Wolfpack comes in at 32 in the net rankings, which is kind of replacing the RPI they're using this year. Just 1-7 in seven in Quadrant 1 games. That quadrant system that the NCAA started using to assess tournament teams, and you want to pick up a couple Quadrant 1 wins. NC State only has one of those. I believe Auburn at home. But NC State also only has one loss outside of Quadrant 1 that game at Wake Forest. So the tournament resume looks fairly good for the Wolfpack. Yeah, you look at the ACC and the the standings there. That's the biggest thing is that you get, you know, that 9, 8, 7, whichever one it it really is, you're going to have to, if you win that first game, you're going to have to play a top four seed. So 
that's the biggest thing there, making sure that you get to that buy. So happy for Wolfpack fans that that's going to happen. The quadrant system, it's it's interesting to look at all the wins and losses in there. It's nice to know that there's only one loss outside of quadrant run one. Obviously, the loss away you don't want to happen, but uh, the just the one in seven inside quadrant one. I think this is a really important game here against Florida State, who has won nine of their last ten. If the NC State can get this win, that's going to look really good on our resume. Yeah, definitely. You want at least a couple of those quadrant one wins, and Florida State on the road presents another opportunity for one of those. Where NC State's resume does kind of hurt it is the strength of schedule. A lot of those games early in the year, I think NC State's played 12 games, I want to say, in quadrant four. I might be wrong, one or two off on that number, but you've taken those big games and you've lost some close ones, Virginia, Carolina at home, but you're one in seven in that quadrant run but you go to florida state this weekend you have that opportunity to get another very very big win because florida state's a really good team and as you mentioned won nine of the last 10 lost at carolina the other day but that's a team playing really good basketball right now and to talk a little bit more about florida state we now go to our interview all right everybody we are joined with blake divine the sports editor at fsu how are you doing blake pretty good thanks for having me yeah, thanks for coming on. So when we look at this Florida State team, um, been ranked a lot of the year, 10-5 and five in the ACC, on a big, good stretch of games here recently. What's been going so well for the Seminoles team? Yeah, so unlike the FSU teams in the past who possibly have had more NBA talent such as Malik Beasley, Dwayne Bacon, and Jonathan Isaac, just to name a few, this year's team is deeper and more experienced than ever before. And with four seniors and a majority of upperclassmen playing significant minutes, the Knolls are a very incredibly unselfish bunch. Whether it be Terrence Mann, Trent Forrest, Phil Kofer, or even Chris Kumaji, anybody can take over the scoring on any given night, and this team is just filled with depth and a lot of unselfish playmakers. So can you can you go into a little bit more on, you know, who's been the big driving force on this team so far this season? Yeah, when you think about a big driving force, you immediately are drawn towards redshirt sophomore forward Mafondu Cabangeli, who's a 6'10 forward. He's the nephew of NBA Hall of Famer Dikembe Mutombo, for one thing, and he's been a huge lift off the bench this season for Florida State and is one of college basketball's best six men, leading the team in scoring with 13.1 points per game and grabbing roughly 5.5 to 6 rebounds per game. And he's just been a huge lift. I mean, last year we kind of saw him catch fire right during the Seminoles' March Madness run. But this season he's really blossomed into a huge leader and a playmaker and arguably the best player that the Seminoles hold on their roster. Yeah, when you look at Florida State, they started conference play 1-4 and four, and then obviously since then 9-1, and one, lost to Carolina the other day but went on a very good winning streak. What kind of sparked that change for Florida State to start slow in conference play but then heat up like they did that's a good question what many people overlook about that one and four start is that two of those losses were against top five juggernauts virginia and duke and although they did lose two road games consecutively to pittsburgh and boston college two of the most lowly opponents in the acc and i were quite disappointed by those results it was actually during a brutal stretch of three games in seven days that started off with that buzzer beating defeat to the Blue Devils at the Tucker Center. So it was a tough stretch of games. Florida State was battling some injuries. So ever since then, what's really changed is that the Seminoles have gotten healthy at the right time. Trent Forrest, our point guard, 
has been battling turf throw throughout the season. He's kind of hit his nice stretch the past few weeks. And Phil Kofer, who's a redshirt senior, been on the roster for now five years. He missed the first nine games with a right foot injury. He's still settling into the lineup and getting his comfortable mojo back. But he's been able to get a lot more reps in during this stretch. And then the biggest factor is that Florida State is taking care of business against the middle of the pack teams in the ACC. We've now beat Georgia Tech twice. We got to beat Wake Forest. And then we've taken care of business at home. Um, so that'll really help you in the ACC if you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. So as a team, what does Florida State do well? And then what are the biggest weaknesses they have? So as far as a strength, the Seminoles have one of the tallest rosters in college basketball this season, led by seven foot four senior center Chris Kumaji, who's actually the tallest player in Florida State athletic history. And Led by him and abundance of other tall players, this allows them to have a distinct rebounding advantage where they're averaging roughly 3.7 or 37.5 rebounds per game. And it allows them to have a lot of distinctive advantages on the defensive side of the ball where they're able to block shots and also corral rebounds. As far as a weakness goes, kind of talking about what I was referring to before as this team has very an abundance of unselfish players. It's both a blessing and a curse because late in tight games, as we saw when Florida State hosted number one Duke earlier in the season, we don't really have a go-to score late in tight games. And that has definitely going to be a factor moving forward as we go into the ACC and the March Madness tournament. Not having a go-to score is going to hurt this team and I think Kevin Gelly is a great player but he doesn't really have the most consistent shot Trent Forrest our point guard has really been the guy who's been scoring buckets late in the game but that'll definitely be something that could hurt the Seminoles moving forward speaking of both of those tournaments where do you think the ceiling for this team is how far can they get in both of them well I mean last year this team shocked the country by making a run to the elite eight as a ninth seed and finishing the regular season with 10 losses. So absolutely came out of nowhere, shocked a lot of people, even myself, who have been covering Florida State for years now. As far as this year goes, uh, this team carries all the ingredients to make yet another deep run in the tourney. And as far as the ACC tournament goes, if Florida State continues to win games, they should. It's looking like they'll be a top-four seed with the bye in the ACC tournament. Three of our losses came to those top three teams, Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia. So once you get into that top four zone, you're going to play one of those three teams regardless. So I see us playing to probably making it to the semifinals of the ACC tournament and losing to one of those top three teams. And then as far as the NCAA tournament, obviously the goal is to win a national championship. But if all the cards turn right as far as matchups go and seeding and what region we get and who our opponent is on any given day, I wouldn't be surprised to see this team and this veteran bunch as a dark horse possible Final Four pick. So just matters who the opponents are on any given day. So at Florida State, obviously, you know, you're a student. They've been around there a long time. Obviously, Florida State football rules and is such a big thing. But with a basketball team as good as this one is and, you know, making the run in the tournament last year and then coming out this year and really being a threat in the ACC, how much does love does basketball get from the fan base? Yeah, I mean, after our disappointing football team missed the bowl for the first time in 36 years, which was just an incredibly disappointing effort for the team in Willie Taggart's debut season, finished with a 5-7 and seven record, 
fans and students around campus have quickly turned the phase that FSU is a basketball school, and um, attendance has been really good during the home games at the Tucker Center, and it seems as just the entire fan base as a whole seems more invested in basketball than ever before. I mean, we've had some great teams the last two years, but this year's team has seemed to attract more people and more interest than I've ever seen. Yeah, that's great. I think Florida State basketball is sometimes a program that gets overlooked and underrated one, but when you look at the team, NC State coming into Florida State this weekend, last year, Wolfpack handled Florida State pretty easily, but some guys did some scoring for NC State that are no longer there. What's your prediction for this game with NC State coming down to Florida? Yeah, I mean, it definitely, NC State is a good team. They've had some very, very tough losses against good ACC opponents, and I'm not entirely sure, but I believe you guys came into ACC play with only one or two losses, so You've just been the victim of a very good ACC slate, but that's nothing to take. I mean, Florida State has got to be ready to play on Saturday. We came up with a victory last night against Notre Dame in a game where we didn't play very well. We're trailing by 10 points with about eight or nine minutes left. So in the ACC, you can never put your foot off the gas, and NC State is one of those great teams. Um, Before I go into my score, one final stat for you. In their last 50 home games, FSU is 47-3, and which is the best record in the nation during that span. So as far as predictions go, although NC State figures to put up a tough fight, I see the Seminoles pulling away on Saturday with an 81-67 to say 67 victory on Saturday while improving their home record of 14-1 and on the year. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I think that's about all we have for you, Blake. So much, Thanks so much for uh, coming on and joining us here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again, and uh, best of luck for the rest of the season. All right, Camden. Well, that was great. Blake's a good guest. I actually think that uh, Blake is the first guest that we've had on twice from a different school. We've had a couple local media people on twice, but I believe he's our first recurring guest from another student newspaper, but offers a good insight there on Florida State basketball for us. Yeah, glad to have him back on. Yeah, he definitely knows his Florida State sports. Yeah, definitely. So... Going off of that, going off of everything he said, what's your prediction for this game? You know, I think I tend to agree with most of the things he said. Florida State, you know, winning nine of their last ten games, that is, that's awesome. Like, what a great team, what a great schedule that they've had. And, you know, the loss to UNC, obviously that's a tough game. But I, I don't see NC State winning this game in Tallahassee. I think it might be a little bit closer than what he projected i think he added it like a 14 point game or something like that i'm gonna go 85 to 78 a seven point loss for nc state i think florida state is just going to be too much especially their size and being at home that you heard the 47 and 3 record they've had in their last 50 home games so that's my prediction for the saturday yeah i don't disagree i think NC State's a good team, and NC State will probably put up a good fight, but that's a really good Florida State team that's playing really good basketball. And when you look at the Seminoles, the height is the big thing, and that's something that uh, NC State has struggled with this year is the rebounding battle. You look at the Carolina losses, the Duke loss, that's where NC State really got beat. So I think that Florida State probably prevails in this one. I think it will be somewhere around that 7-10 to 10 point game. I'll say 77-70, to 70, but... I believe that is all we have for you guys this week. Thanks so much for listening. I'm assistant sports editor Alex Sawyer. And I'm assistant sports editor Camden Spate. We'll be back next week with another episode of First in Tech.